Come on. Welcome, Lepo. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Gene Rice. Gene, are you ready to do this? Absolutely, George. All right, let's go. Gene is the co-founder and chairman of Rice Cohen International. He's a nationally recognized executive recruiter, speaker, mentor, and he's the author of Grad to Grown Up, 68 Tips to Excel in Your Personal and Professional Life. Gene, excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I've been very blessed, George. I have four children and four grandchildren. They all live within about 10 minutes of my wife and I. Nice. Uh, I've been married to the love of my life now for 38 years. It's probably my greatest accomplishment. Uh, not only did you know I start the executive search firm, but my background's kind of a little different. Uh, my first career was owning rock and roll clubs in New York. Uh, owned a couple of those. One was very successful. One was not. I learned a lot from that. <laughs> Went into corporate America. I worked for a division of an international Fortune 100. Spent seven years with them and got promoted five times. Ended up running East Coast operations for them and uh, made a decision back then to, uh, uh, to change my career because I was on an airplane every day and I wanted to be home. I had young children like yourself, George, and I wanted to be home at night. So I started an executive search firm called Rice Cohen International. It grew to be one of the largest in the world. Uh, I myself has had uh, the great blessing to have placed over 1,000 C-level executives in positions my company has placed tens of thousands. So what I bring from an experience point of view is, you know, what's really important and the executives that I've placed that are most valuable to their shareholders and their boards and their staffs are the executives that find purpose in their life and wake up in the morning and, and are passionate about what they do. You know, so it's one of the things in the book that I talk about. And one of the sad things I found just from getting to know a lot of young adults myself and running my own internship program and starting my own charity, the Planet Seed Inspired Dream Foundation. Well, there are podcasts all over the place. There's podcasts on parenting and grandparenting. There's podcasts on rock and roll. There's podcasts on uh, corporate America. And obviously there's, there's, there's podcasts on the recruiting piece. And uh, so I think that that's awesome. Um, do you miss rock? Are you still a rock fan? Well, let me tell you something. I mean, you know, we started an idea, George. You know, we were the first club on Long Island to book only original music bands, right? Mm -hmm. I remember I heard a Billy Joel interview. He came from Long Island, right? And he was talking about, they were asking him why he had to go out to L.A. to get his record deal. He said, well, all the club owners, all they, you know, all they said is, you know, you play top 40 or you don't play. You play top 40 music. We, we don't want to hear your stuff. So mm -hmm. we came up with a unique concept where we didn't care what kind of music you played as long as it was your music. So as a result, we got, you know, we had bands like the Ramones, Cindy Lauper, Joan Jett, the Stray Cats started my club, right? Uh, it was exciting, uh, except it, uh, the first club was in a town that uh, was just very conducive. The second club ended up being in an upper middle class where the neighbors were too close and didn't like hearing punk music. So mm. it was a rare... So, uh, but thank God, you know, from that failure, you know, I learned a whole bunch and it was a springboard to my corporate career and, and being an entrepreneur again. I appreciate that. Punk rock and, and neighborhoods, not necessarily a great winning combination. So no, no, no. 
So you don't care what kind of music they play as long as it is your music. There's a tie in there. I don't know if it's direct or not to finding purpose in your work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, let me share one thing with, you know, I, I believe George that one of the goals a human being should have, and if you can accomplish this, it will change your life. I believe every human being should find something that they sincerely love doing and then doing it well enough that they can create a career and make a living doing it. Because my own personal experience has been, if you can find that your personal health is better, your personal relationships are better. The glass isn't half full. It, it can be overflowing, right? And uh, one of the reasons why I wrote the book, Grad to Grown Up, is for the last 25 plus years, George, I'd bring in four college interns every summer for eight weeks into my company. And I felt that they were in my company for eight weeks. I wanted to spend a little time with them every week. So it started off with me spending a couple of hours sharing with them Gene's life lessons, the things I wish I knew going into my senior year in college. And what came out of that was all of their questions and, and being blown away how ill-prepared they were to start not only their professional lives, but their personal lives. And one of the things that, you know, that I really want to talk about and the message I want to send is I believe you have to have purpose and you have to, you know, go after your passions. And a lot of these really bright young college students when you ask them, why are you majoring in engineering? Why, are you, why do you want to be an accountant? Why, you, why do you want to go to law school? George, my experience is when you really have that conversation, somebody in that young adult's life who was influential to them, a parent, a grandparent, a teacher, a coach, kind of pointed them in that direction. And they pointed them in that direction because they felt that they can make a living doing it, right? Mm. But my experience has been a lot of them start these careers and they have no idea what they're getting into. And they come back and they're unhappy and they have no job satisfaction. Now, what I wanna share with you, the conference board recently came out with a survey where they interviewed 2000 male executives. 51% of them said they had no job satisfaction. They woke up and went to, went to work for a paycheck. And I think that's extremely sad. And with these college interns, let me give you an example. There's two that I knew that went to phenomenal law schools. One took an awful lot of college loans, you know, college loans in America, $1.6 trillion, right? They went, to, they went to NYU, one went to NYU, one went to Boston College. They both graduated in the top 25% of their law class. They came out and they started working in big law firms. Within two years, they absolutely hated what they were doing, hmm. hated it. Now, listen, I don't care. There's a lot of lawyers that are happy, but the message I'm trying to send is, right, is if you're passionate about something, I don't care if you're a senior person or a young adult, I think it's important that we encourage people to pursue their passions, to see if they can figure out how to get a job. In the book, Grad to Grown Up, a lot of these young people had no idea, well, how do I pursue that? I give them a roadmap in the book. I tell them exactly how to do it, how to go about it, how to get not only interviews, but once they get the interview, George, how to capture the job, right? So the, the message I want to send, and I've seen this with the senior executives, your life can change if you can somehow figure out how to take that thing that, you're, that gives you purpose and that you love pursuing, right, 
and then find a way to make a living doing it. So to go back to that law story, my daughter, who I wrote the book with, right, she went to Lehigh University. She graduated with two degrees, one in economics and one in English. And at Lehigh, George, if you graduate with a 3.75 GPA or higher, they will pay for your master's degree. Wow. Well, they paid for her master's degree. She thought she wanted to be a lawyer, right? Now, after my experience, with what I've experienced, I said, Courtney, let's see if we can find a small boutique law firm that will take you in this summer. We'll tell them that you're willing to work for free, right? So she reached out. We found a small boutique law firm. She was volunteering her services. This partner in this small firm took her in that summer, George. He exposed her to everything involved with being a lawyer, the administrative piece, the research piece. He took her into the courtroom multiple times. At the end of that summer, she came out and she had no desire to be a lawyer anymore. Her passion was always teaching, but she thought coming from Lehigh with all of the all of her friends, that that wasn't a career that people would respect. But you know what? She goes into that classroom and she loves working with those students every day. I had an opportunity to walk into a Wawa with her to get a sandwich in the town that she teaches. And four or five of the kids that were in her class were working at Wawa. And to see how those kids reacted to her and how she reacted to them, I'm like, oh my God, you found purpose in your life, you know? Now, I'll give you another example. My son went to University of Maryland. He wanted to go into the financial services industry, George, like yourself. He found a small boutique, RIA, uh, where he worked for free. He drove an hour and 15 minutes one summer each way. I shared the cost of the gas with him that summer, right? Now, he finished that summer, George, and he loved the financial service industry. That free internship allowed him to apply to Vanguard. Now, Vanguard hires probably 1,000 kids off the campuses every year, but they hire 20 kids in what they call their high potential program. These are the, glo- the best 20 kids globally. <clears throat> because of that free internship, he was one of the 20 kids and the first kid from the University of Maryland that got hired into Vanguard's high potential program. Awesome. He went in there. So the message I want to send is, And what a lot of young adults don't understand is reach out to senior people. They'll help you. They'll guide you. Right. You know, like, George, my own career, because I was put on a lot of these top executive recruiter lists in the world, I would get 80 to 120 resumes a week. If I could help one person out of those 120 resumes, it was a lot. Because in the executive retained industry, you specialize in a vertical market. We were the largest search firm that worked in the management consulting and the ed tech vertical. You could be the CEO from the top consumer products company in the world. I couldn't help you. But a couple of times a year, George, I would get an email from a young person. And the email would say, I am passionate about the executive search or the human resource industry. I've done some research. I know you're a thought leader. Would you spend a few minutes with me and give me some guidance? George, I tell you, I always responded to those emails. I always scheduled a call with those emails. And I know for a fact, other senior people will do the exact same thing. Young adults are intimidated. In the book, I give them the email to write, right? And for no other reason, because I've asked the senior executives I place, 
90 plus percent would do the exact same thing. You know why? For no other reason, they'd want someone to do it for a family member of theirs, George. So that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Hopefully I answered your question. For sure. It's all, it's all uh, music to my ears, for sure. I know uh, how few of us actually enjoy our work and, and, and you gave us those statistics. And um, so if, 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 if I don't have that or, or I don't know that I'm passionate about teaching or I, I, I totally get and CMS value in doing the free internship and actually figuring out, is this something I want to do? Yeah. But if I'm, for lack of a better term, sort of rudderless, I just don't know. How do I start exploring? Here's the thing. Is, is there things in your life that have gotten you excited, right? Are there things in your life that you are drawn to, right? And if, and if not there, are there people? Because everyone has their own journey, George. Sometimes it, it, it happens later in life. But, but, but the bigger message is when, when you find that thing, right, that gives you purpose, that you're passionate about, Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Go for it. And I want senior people like myself to encourage the heck out of that, right? And it's okay to talk to that person about a plan. It's called the Plan to Seed Inspire a Dream Foundation, right? And what the charity does is it takes, we had four children of our own, George, right? Three of our four kids found that thing that they were passionate about. My one daughter never found that thing. And she probably struggled the most during the teenage years, right? My oldest daughter was into acting. She would go to acting camp. She was in all the plays. She became the president of a drama club in high school. My son was a basketball player. He got married two weeks ago, George. Four of the ushers in his wedding were guys that he played travel and AAU basketball with since fourth grade, right? Nice. What do those things do? Those things that when you're young and you're passionate about something, sometimes it's that one ray of sunshine on a cloudy day, right? It connects you with positive role models, right? It, it builds your self-esteem. Depending on the passion it also connects you with like-minded kids, so, so it, creates, it, it creates friendships, right? So the charity has helped over 800 kids pursue their passions from underserved communities, a lot of single parents whose kids have the same passions, whether it's sports, whether it's the arts, dancing, singing, you name it, right? We step in, we find them, the mentor, we put it together, we interview them, we give them the scholarship, uh, but, the reason why I'm sharing this with you, first of all, every financial reward that comes from the sale of the book, Grad to Grown Up, is going directly to the charity from the publisher to help more kids. But I'm going to give you the story that might relate. Another charity that knew about my charity reached out to me a couple of years ago. And this was a charity, George, that helped foster kids that never knew their parents get into college. And then once the foster kid graduated from college, if they were having a hard time getting that first job, they would reach out to uh, business leaders in the community to see if they would help them. So I get a call from this charity and said, would you help this young man? He said, absolutely. So I scheduled a call with the young man. And the first thing I, I asked him, you know, I said, what was, your, what was your major? Sports management. I said, sports management. Okay. <laughs> what have you done so far? 
Well, I've sent my resume to the Philadelphia Eagles, the Phillies, the 76ers, yeah. uh, the <laughs> Union. I said, what's happened? He goes, no one's gotten back to me. I'm like, well, let me explain rule number one. If, if the Phillies or the 76ers are looking for someone with absolutely no experience, right, they're going to reach out to you and the other thousand resumes they got. So reality is you're not going to get a job that way. I said, so I asked them two questions. I said, how passionate are you about this sports management? Because I will help you, but if we're probably going to strike out, but if we get lucky, you're going to end up in Des Moines, Iowa, working for a single A baseball team, right? He goes, I'll go anywhere. I said, okay, fine. I said, second question. If we strike out, which we most likely will, because sports management jobs, there's few of them, and the ones who get them usually have a hook. They know somebody, right? It's very hard to break in when you don't know anyone at all. I said, I want to know your plan B. If we strike out, what you're willing to do. And he comes back to me, he says, I'll go into sales. I said, great. There's a lot more sales job than there is maybe sports management jobs. And we did, I said, we're going to go on a journey together. And to go back to the story I told you, I said, I want you to identify in a hundred mile radius of Philadelphia, he was coming from Temple. Every senior level executives will start with the major franchises, the Phillies, the Eagles. Then we'll go down to AAA, AA, single A. Then when we strike out, we'll expand in 300 mile radiuses. Okay. And here's what I want you to do. I'm going to help you write the email to the senior executive on exactly what to say. If any of them get back to you, I will help prepare you for how that call should go. So he sends out the email. And in the book, Grad to Grown Up, we give him the email. And we, 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 we go into it line by line. So he sends out this email and the chief marketing officer of the Philadelphia 76ers gets back to him, George, and says, I have some time on Friday. I'll spend a few minutes with you. Nice. So I prepared him for how to handle that because you have to be prepared on how to handle that call. I said, when it's over, give me a call. So he calls me about an hour later. And I said, how did it go? He goes, I think it went pretty well. I said, well, why do you feel that way? He goes, he's invited me in on Tuesday to meet four people. I'm like, wait a second. He's invited you in to meet four people? That means there's a job. He's not going to waste four people's time <laughs> to meet you unless there's a job. Well, the bottom of the story is the Philadelphia 76ers hired him in their corporate sales department, right? He got his foot in the door. Now, when that chief marketing officer sent out information on this kid in the resume, it wasn't coming from HR or talent acquisition. When that senior executive recommends someone to talk to this young person, the opportunities open up and become a lot higher for success. And, and, and that's what I want your audience to understand. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated, right? Reach out. Now, what I also did with him, and there's the other skill, which I think people don't understand how important it is, and they're not teaching them this in the colleges, George. But if, if, if you happen to be one of these young adults graduating from a college in the U.S. today, and, you, and you're part of that small percentage that goes to the career center and asks for advice, they're going to prepare you a certain way. Every college prepares the kids exactly the same way for an interview. So what happens? They go in the interview for a job, and they're interviewing the exact same way as four or five other young adults. Hmm. I believe the second goal that every person needs to understand is, you know, in, in science, it's called the Nobel Prize winner. In the Olympics, it's called a gold medalist. In chess, it's called the grandmaster. One of the skills that will help every human being is I want everyone to become a grandmaster of interview. 
I want you to become a grandmaster. Now, why is that so important, George? You know why? When you find that job you really want, the grandmaster is the person who gets the offer and the job. And if you're a grandmaster, not only do you get offered the job, but you get paid more. So what I did with this young man in the book, we taught him how to become a grandmaster. We took him through the steps involved with that, you know? Uh, and that's one of the things I think that's really important. You know, I would prepare senior executives, CEO candidates. They didn't really know how to interview professionally. There's a, there's, there's a skill involved. It's a skill that people don't take enough time learning, right? And it's really valuable because it's going to determine the job you get and how much you're being paid. I love it. Yeah. And, 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 and why wouldn't there be? There are skills involved with everything that we do. So certainly, if I'm intending to have jobs throughout the course of my life, which vast majority of us will, why wouldn't I skill up and learn how to be a good interview, good interviewer? So I love it. Yeah. Well, Gene, people are ready for that difference making tip, even though you've given us a lot. What do you have for them? I'm going to share something from my own personal life, George. I believe if you can create for yourself a life of gratitude, it can change everything about your life. And people don't understand, well, how do you even start, right? And I'm going to, the tip I'm going to give, it starts very easily. When you go to bed tonight and you put your head on the pillow, just recall three things that happened that day that you're grateful for. And listen, there's some days, George, where you're grateful for the lunch you had. You're grateful for the TV show you watched. You're grateful that the sun came out. But my own experience is, is that if you can create that and start that, there will be days when there's five, six, seven things that you're grateful for. Your eyes will change on how you look at things. The glass won't be half full. You know, it could be overflowing. And if you can bring that into your daily life. My experience is that your health friends, George, right? You have some friends where you're with them. You love being with them. It's fun. The glass that's always positive, you know, there's a chapter in the book on, you know, do you want to be an Eeyore? Or do you want to be a Tigger? You know, mm -hmm. how much more fun is it to be hanging out with the Tiggers than it is with the Eeyore? So that's the last thing I want to leave your audience with. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. The way more we can shift our perspective and, and focus on gratitude and everything you just said, I, I just couldn't agree more. So I appreciate that. Gene, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they get a copy of Grad to Grown Up 68 Tips to Excel in Your Personal and Professional Life? Yeah, George, first of all, if any of your audience wants to go to our website, it's grad to grown up, G R A D 2 T O, grownup.com. They can download some free chapters. You know, I know you're a financial guy. There's actually a chapter they can download on if you're a young adult and you have your first 401k, you know, where to put it. So you can, when you 30 years later, you can end up being a multi, multi millionaire, right? Grad to grown up. But the book can be purchased on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Target. It came out as the number one job interviewing tip book in the world. But there's so much more here. There's five sections in the book. Everything from it's 68 tips on how to create a life, both professionally and personally, that you're proud of. People can go to LinkedIn. I will connect with them. It's Gene Rice, Rice Cohen International. 
I will connect with them. You can send me emails and uh, we have Facebook page and Instagram page. And uh, if I can help anyone, that's why I'm here. Love it. All right. If you enjoyed this much as I did, show junior appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to grad to grown up spelled out G R A D T O grown up.com and take advantage of the free chapters, check it out and then pick up a copy wherever you buy your books and find Gene on LinkedIn and social media. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Gene. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.